This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Monday, August the 29th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We have a great discussion lined up for you today concerning the markets as we head into this week of farm progress. So let's go ahead and get things rolling. We're on the phone right now with Greg McBride of Allendale. And Greg, getting ready to start another week You know, after the crop tour now. What are we seeing going into these markets? Well, the crop uh, tour uh, showed uh, a, a bullish number for uh, uh for corn, uh, looking down at that 168 level, uh, maybe 169 uh, is is what uh, you could expect for a drop. That's not probably what the USDA is going to do on this uh, USDA on this report uh, uh, on September 12th. But it is something that uh, the market is is taking into consideration that it is not necessarily as good as uh, uh, what everybody thought out there, or at least what the uh, the USDA thinks. Uh, on the bean side of things, a little bit of disappointment there. They uh, 51.7, only uh, uh, two tenths of a bushel below uh, where the USDA was at on the last uh, report. And if you remember, they increased the last report by uh, four tenths of a bushel. So. Um, really kind of a, a disappointment. A lot of people thinking that uh, with the dry conditions that the uh, the Western Belt had seen, specifically uh, the Dakotas, uh, Kansas, Nebraska, that we were going to see some lower numbers. And uh, while we did see lower numbers, the uh, pro-farmer number uh, comes in uh, just shy of uh, of that uh, high, uh, high water mark that the USDA set last month. Now, when we look at the situation we're in, and we, of course, you know, we don't count the bushels till they're actually in the bin. You know, anything can happen. But, you know, when you look at the situation that China's got, Europe's got, I mean, there's just drought and dryness everywhere. There's war here and there. You know, I mean, it just seems like there's going to be a lot of pressure on, you know, South America to step up, especially in the situation where we're not producing, and they may be in the same boat with uh, La Nina. Yeah, absolutely. And that is something that we're going to continue to watch. We know that they are still dealing with La Nina down there. I just looked at the maps uh, uh, yesterday and, and, you know, not that now is that uh, prime time to be paying attention to what's going on down there, but it it, it is pretty devoid of rain for the next uh, two weeks. And that's a, that's a case that we have to keep an eye on. If they continue to stay dry, that's a, that's a big issue. Now the the, the difference uh, with them is that they will plant more acres or more hectares uh, as well. So they will kind of offset some of those, uh, some of those losses uh, from uh, weather-related uh, failures. And, and that's what we saw last year. They finished uh, somewhere in that neighborhood of where they were at the year before, even though they planted quite a bit more. Uh, so you're talking about uh, near-record yields, uh, near-record production, but with the uh, with the uh, caveat that they had planted a ton more acres and that's going to be the same thing again this year they're expected to plant more corn more beans uh you've got uh, uh argentina that's uh, expected to be uh, a little bit higher as well um, but they are still going to deal with uh, la nina at least through maybe the uh, beginning of uh, 2023 and that is a prime time for when they've got things planted and early development now we're getting more news out of China as well with their drought and, you know, seeing it, it's not hitting their corn and soybean regions as hard as thought, but still going to be an impact for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a bigger deal on the macro uh, market. And I think we've talked about this before. It's it's more of a, ma- a manufacturing uh, issue uh, and it's a, a human uh, a human issue over there. Manufacturing, not enough uh, electricity to uh, to run, you know, uh, air conditionings and, and whatnot. And then you also... Uh, take that into consideration when 
you talk about their manufacturing and and how much they're and then how much those people are not able to drive it takes away from the amount of uh energy demand that you've got whether it's crude oil or or refined uh, uh crude oil with uh, heating oil and and uh, arbob gas or even natural gas over there uh so you do have uh, quite a bit of uh, concerns uh, about the demand side of energies which does have a negative effect uh into the beans and into the corn when it comes to ethanol or or biodiesel also looking at a big announcement from the fed uh, chairman here on friday how much is that affecting our grain markets right now well, right now, it's uh, we know that uh, inflation is still a major issue. We're going to continue to watch uh, and and see what they have to say. But it's uh, if you look at the Dow and you see how the Dow reacted last night uh, after uh, after getting beat up on Friday uh, with uh, uh, Chairman Powell speaking uh, at Jackson Hole, um, there is uh, still some concerns that they're going to uh, maybe put in a uh, three quarter basis point uh, increase and. That uh, or a 75 point basis increase, and that could be uh, enough to start to break these markets. Right now, they've got enough uh, on the labor side of things to say that we're not in a recession. Uh, we've got strong a uh, strong labor pool, and that's uh, that's going to help out. But at some point, some of these uh, some of these rate hikes are going to start hurting. Uh, individuals and businesses, and that's where things will start to uh, to trend lower. And yeah, that's when the inflation will come down. But there's there's going to be some pain on on the way. Now, when we look at the livestock side of things, uh, there, Greg, what are we seeing going through uh, in, into this week? Well, we've seen uh, seen a little bit of a, a trend reversal in the uh, in the cattle. Um, from a technical standpoint, they put in a uh, what's called an evening, evening star doji, and that uh, that is a negative uh, sign. Uh, you had an outside day down on uh, Friday as well, so that's a little bit uh, concerning. They're still in a longer-term uptrend, so hopefully uh, we, we just kind of see this uh, short-term change in trend. We find some support and go back up. Uh, the the uh, cash uh, uh, basis, their cash numbers have been uh, have been decent lately. But, fairly sideways at the upper end of uh, the most recent range. Um, but then on the, uh, on the hog side, uh, you've seen them take a, take a beating over the last uh, few weeks. You've got a gap lower again uh, last week. And so at this point, we're looking to find uh, a, a bottom here fairly soon. There is a gap below us that if we find that, uh, find that gap and we fill it, that can act as a support level for us and bring us back up. So uh, as we go into, uh, into this, uh, this fall, you've got to be looking at the uh, grilling season winding down. Obviously we aren't uh, really seeing that, uh, that type of buying, but around the corner, October tends to be the, uh, the time where uh, we shine with the, uh, with hogs. You've got uh, the, uh, the, the hog numbers uh, do tend to pick up as we go into, uh, uh, into national hog, uh, hog month. You know, us Northern boys, I think grilling season lasts all year long, uh, Greg. But, you know, I understand that's how the market works. Now, coming back to grains here just for a minute, we know first notice day coming up on Wednesday, so it means markets are going to start to uh, turn that attention to that new crop number, not that they haven't been already. But uh, what's that going to do for the marketplace, maybe some of those basis pr- prices as well? Yeah, you should see uh, see those move around uh, a little bit uh, as you see that uh, old crop uh, 
uh, go away. Now, the big thing is that, uh, you know, anybody that's in September contracts needs to be out of long positions by the end of the day uh, tomorrow, uh, that's Tuesday, so that they can avoid the delivery risk. So you could see some shuffling around. You saw it on the uh, on the September beans uh, last week. You'll see it again on the uh, September corn uh, this week. But September corn is kind of an in-between uh, for, uh, uh, for old crop versus new crop. So it's, that's why it's so priced uh, priced competitively with uh, December. At this point, I think we're all focused uh, mainly on on December and uh, for corn and November for beans. So I wouldn't look for major changes on the basis. Uh, right now, we know that we do have uh, some good uh, uh, export demand coming out of uh, China. That is expected to continue. So we continue to watch the uh, watch the spread. Look at the uh, the idea that there's no real major carry in the market right now. So that's the uh, the carry is uh, what it costs to uh, to store out to say uh, March or even July. At this point, uh, you're basically talking about uh, a flat uh, in November out to uh, out to July for for beans, and then corn is uh, is the same way. You're basically uh, just about a, a, a one or two cent carry. Uh, out there. That is not a very uh, high cost of carry at this point. So uh, these markets are still tilted in a friendly uh, friendly direction based off the uh, the major spreads. Last thing uh, here for you today, Greg, you know, talking about the basis, we have, we heard from several farmers during the state fair and a lot of them were asking the question, you know, we, we watch, for instance, a couple terminals on the river, as as you will, you see one day they're paying almost two fifty over a bushel, and then the next day they're they're barely uh, fifty cents over, and it's going back and forth. And you see even a lot of volatility in the interior markets. You know, sometimes they're twenty cents under, and the next day they're eighty cents over. What's causing that volatility so rapidly? It's a lot of it just turns into uh, to to need if they you know if they put out the feelers for more uh, for more grain and and they get it one day. Let's say you know there's a there's a flood of uh, of new uh, new sellers uh, coming to farmer selling coming to them. Uh, they fill what they need and then it uh, it can affect uh, what they need the next day or a couple of days later. So they they have to dial it back a little bit because they don't want to pay that much uh, for uh, for something that they're they're full up on. And then once they of deplete those uh, those numbers and they they have to they have to go back out there they're trying to entice uh producers to sell it when they when they need it and sometimes that those basis numbers come in the way they do is when we see major fluctuations in these markets too so uh you gotta watch that stuff i mean it is something that if you've got the old crop or even uh, some of the guys that do have some new crop available um take advantage of those uh, those big basis spikes if you can all right, Greg, a lot of great information as always. If folks want to make some marketing strategies through Allendale, how do they get in touch with you all? Give us a call at 800-262-7538. That's 800-2-MARKET. All right, Greg, well, we thank you so much for the insight as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Dustin. That again was Greg McBride of Allendale here on the Opening Market Podcast. Let's go ahead and run down those market numbers for you. September corn up five and three quarters at six seventy four and a half. December up eight at six seventy two and a quarter. September beans are down six and three quarters at fifteen ninety eight and a half. November new crop down thirteen at fourteen forty eight and a half. Soy meal is up a buck at four thirty five ten per ton. Soy oil down sixty two cents at sixty seven thirty. December Chicago wheat up eight and a half at eight thirteen and three quarters. Minneapolis up three at 9, 12 and a half. Kansas wheat up five and a quarter and 888 and oats for December up eight at 410 and a half. 
October live cattle down 20 cents at 142.85. September feeders a buck 40 lower at 180.80. Lean hogs down 7 cents at 90.57. Pork cutouts unchanged at 101.25. Class 3 milk for August unchanged at 2013. Thanks again to Greg McBride of Allendale for joining us today on the Opening Market Podcast here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs> 